Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. His squats opened a wormhole, and that's what led them here to trap inside a magic studio. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley and Dawn. A Mike Ganger production. Well, good afternoon and happy St. Patrick's Day from the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm uh, Patio. What was her name on Saturday Night Live? Patio Mally. Sally O'Malley. Sally O'Malley. Sally O'Malley. <laughs> Actually, I'm Bradley Trainer. It's an Irish name, so I claim my Irishness today. Bedecked uh, in green is the lovely Paul McGuire. Thanks Grimes. for having me. I am Irish. Is Grimes Irish? Uh, I believe so, actually. And uh, McGuire I should know is that. Irish. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Mike. Irish? Not at all. I don't remember. I did your family you did. tree, and I don't even remember Ooh. if there was Irish. Oh, actually, in there. I think there was a yeah. There's a little sliver there. A little my, sliver my Irish. We all side. got a little bit of Irish <laughs> in us today. Well, boys, hey, look, it's Friday. Dawn will be back on Monday. You guys, she's off, um, plunging herself into the dark waters off the coast of Florida somewhere. I saw a random video of her. Did you see that video she posted on no, Instagram? No, it was a reel, and it looked like maybe at first it was one of them sushi restaurants. Oh, yes, I did see that, but it wasn't sushi it was like ducks. rubber ducks I'm like what is this and and it was like there was no no commentary no <laughs> right. so it was just like okay and it was a young gravy song because we know she's obsessed with young gravy right, right. And it was just this picture of like these rubber ducks going around on a belt i don't, I don't quite know. get the obsession with young gravy, but that's dialogue for another day well girl it's Bring it up now because you don't want to bring that up around Dawn. <laughs> or Laurie and Julia. They were talking about him, too. Yes. Well, they call him Young Gooey because <laughs> they don't Gooey. actually know his name. <laughs> uh, that is Paul McGuire Grimes who's filling in today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The first time uh, in a long time this show has had three gentlemen on the air at the same time. And I know that means many people listening are going to want all the latest on March Madness. <laughs> Hey, dude, let's talk about sports. March Madness, here we go. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the March Madness is the the weather we're having. We'll get into that later. But 
Mike, I do want to give you the opportunity. Okay. Let it out, Mike. <laughs> Just get it over with. All right. Where are we at? Uh, well, we rolled through the first day. 16 games. Now, basically, if you filled out the... So many people... This is actually probably important because a lot of people don't know anything about basketball, have done brackets, either True. at work or with their families and things like that. If you picked Arizona to go all the way or maybe the Final Four, like I did, you're in big trouble. They lost yesterday to Princeton a two seed upset by a 15 seed and then finally 13 seed Furman got the 68 to 67 win over number 4 Virginia sports talk is done I don't even know what a Furman is. is that, <laughs> a like, that is when a university you said that yes I a Mark really? Furman from the, yeah, well that shows <laughs> dates us and also makes an uncomfortable conversation transition. Yes. But Paul, um, you didn't do a bracket this year? I, you know, I just didn't have time to do a March Madness. I did for the Oscars. I kept thinking, like, we should do one for, like, your favorite dips, you know, like oh, ranch, blue cheese. You could do a bracket. The Today Show does brackets for everything. Rom-com bracket, Thanksgiving yeah. sides brackets. We used to do one, I feel like, uh, well, Manuary, right, was sort of... That was kind of a bracket. Kind of brackety. Well, was that brackety? And then you retired him. Yeah, but didn't we do something brackety? It's it's all you coming have. back. You have before. Um, all right, Mike. So I'm glad you got to that. How are you doing? That's the most important. Well, I thing. Arizona are... going pretty far in my biggest bracket. So I'm I'm yeah pretty done. Okay. What's so. the key to getting a winning bracket? The key is figuring out of those like top twelve ish teams which are going to make the final four, and then you just build backwards. But oh. like. How many people actually base it on, like I imagine like you, because mm-hmm. this is what I know about Mike, Paul, is mm-hmm. that Mike is very odds-based yep. and focused because he's a he's a gambler. Yeah. Uh, so you've probably looked at the odds sure. and made your decisions accordingly. Yep. What are some of the other strategies that people do? <laughs> For fun, I used to always do, um, if the mascots were in a fight to the death, who would win? Um, Miami Hurricanes usually always did well in that uh, in that bracket, but you would have you know like the Wildcats taking on the Bearcats or the Bears versus the you know Raiders, whatever it might be. Um, but some people just look at the uh, or look at the seeds and say, okay, obviously a three seed's probably going to beat this four seed. You know what that means? There's, well, if I'm going to Hollywood, I'm like this. I'm like going like this to him, like I know what any of this <laughs> I can't means. even see my right now. Seed, so. like seed S E E D S. So it's 64 teams playing the tournament, yep. and so you have the number one. One seed in a region, all the way down to the sixteen seed. So they rank them based on how good they should do. Are you or how seed 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 s e d. What's the point of that word? Like, it's just what it's called. It's their seeding, calls... like a seeding. Like I guess I just in never a tur- heard that. Yeah, in like a tournament format, you yeah. have different seedings, like Again, where you're seeded. Yeah. I don't know, Paul. Did you know any of that? <laughs> no. It just reminds me of Oscar. Like we are the most like like um, Oscar pundit people that are so obsessed with Oscar stats on. Best picture winners, mm-hmm. like needing sure. an editing win. I'm like, like baseball people who yeah. know all the yeah. like, That's you know, ins other. and outs. Yeah. yeah, Moneyball. Again, I have to relate everything back to a movie or a TV show. <laughs> Look, I relate it all back to food. So. Which is a good point. We need a really good March Madness basketball movie. We don't have a quality movie about March Madness. Paul, Ooh. get on it. Let's get on it. I'm going to be that screenwriter. All right. Do it. <laughs> right. Um, I do actually want to ply Paul while he's here. So for yeah. those of you, I know you all know who Paul is, but maybe some of you don't know who Paul McGuire Grimes is. Normally, you hear him on our show at about 215 Every other Friday-ish to talk about movies and what's in theater, like what's in theaters, what's streaming, TV. You, I mean, you you do a lot of entertainment coverage. Yeah, he, you'll frequently hear him doing or see him doing interviews with. I mean, you've literally interviewed all the celebrities. I just want to know, um, as a person who's been like immersed in movies, how you're feeling about the Oscars? Because I know we talked about you or talked to you on Monday. 
But how are you feeling now that we're about a week out? I'm always glad when award season is over because I feel like I've been living in this since September because that's when like the first festival starts. Then people start predicting early on. I will say I really loved the winners this year. I loved having everything everywhere all at once just win big and do a good sweep. And when you're looking at the acting winners, all four of them are over 50 years old. So there used to be this narrative that older people never got parts. It was always a young person's game. And I think this year we're really seeing that a lot of those older narratives just don't apply right now. So I love that fact. And I would hope that as we come out of this, that we are thinking about just post it like hashtag post positive. You know, a lot of times what I would see from our friends tw- at Twin Cities Live. Exactly. Um, afterwards, with people like kind of because Angela Bassett didn't win, then slamming Jamie Lee Curtis, talking about how she's one of the worst winners in a long time. Yeah, we talked or about she that. It doesn't, doesn't make any I'm sense. Like, you don't need to put people down to support you. other people. Thank you. You do like someone could you could disagree with something that does not mean you need to tear someone else down to like pull your point out find a different way to change your narrative to talk about maybe why you liked angela bassett i loved her i wish she would have won that doesn't mean i'm gonna bring jamie lee down like what good does that do well what that does is provide fuel for trolls on the internet and people who just want to be outraged by you know all sorts of things i feel like when you are a troll or you're negative in life or you are out to tear people down you don't get very far in life yeah that's my yeah, yeah. yeah they they have their place and it's called Twitter and thankfully they're not on this show Absolutely because we are not. a troll free environment pew 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 unless we're judging celebrities <laughs> oh wait okay so reasonably hashtag judge. I'm gonna stay positive yes um okay so feeling good about the Oscars but now y- you did make me you sort of knock something loose in my head Ooh, when I you talked it. about you know this the place you've your head has been thinking about the Oscars and everything. So now it's clean slate. Yeah. Now is like the beginning of like looking forward. So like, is there talk already oh. about films that are going to be big in twenty twenty? Because you have to think about who is releasing movies this year. And one of the big names releasing a movie this year is Martin Scorsese and the Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe coming to Apple TV Plus, it's supposed to be. Over three hours. This is what the buzz is. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's Robert De Niro. It's Brendan Fraser, who's also going to be in it. Um, this could be Marty's last movie. We don't know. Um, but that was supposed to come out like last, this past award season. It got delayed a little bit. So it's going to, I think, premiere at Cannes. And I think that this will be the talk. It's always Marty. It's interesting because that's David Gran, who wrote the novel. Mm-hmm. Very successful. And he's also the guy, right, who wrote Devil in the White City? I think that's someone different. Why am I comparing the or thinking the two? Well, the I think same? you might be thinking because they're both true stories about they're both true crime. Oh, stories, that's Eric Larson. Eric I'm sorry, Larson. Eric Larson. And yeah. we heard about Devil in the White City is that it's no longer moving forward as a Hulu series because another Martin Scorsese produced project that's no longer moving forward with Keanu Reeves. So, oh, that's maybe what I was connecting maybe. those two. The other one, who is the other? The big budget blockbuster film that everybody's talking about spending tons of money. Is it Nancy Myers' rom-com? Not Nancy Myers. It's but, uh, Metropolis. Or the, oh, yeah. Fort, Francis' movie. Francis so Francis Ford Coppola, a uh, movie called Metropolis that he's been wanting to make, I think, his entire career. And he never had the budget for it. What's funny about a lot of these directors is that they are A-list names, and yet they have a hard time finding studios and distributors to put the money for a tournament. So he basically sold out a huge chunk of his claim in Coppola Winery in order to have the money to make this movie. Brilliant. It stars Adam Driver, Shia LaBeouf, a huge cast. So this could do really well. So I'm just glad they were getting new Coppola, to be quite honest. Is there something in particular you're excited about in 2023? Um, 
I mean, those are always great. Not Dune 2. Yes. Oh, my God. How do I forget? This was, I have a hard time forecasting way on the future. But Dune 2, Denis Villeneuve coming back. We've got Austin Butler joining the cast. A little Ooh, Florence Pugh. Do we know who he's going to play? He's playing the Sting role. Oh. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yeah, the about? son of um, Har- uh, Baron Von Harkonnen, right? Yes. Let me find it. But Dune Part 2 coming later this year. Ooh, so he's going to be a baddie. Oh, God, yeah. He's uh, Fade Ralph Harkonnen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Timmy's in it. Yeah, Zendaya. I got. I cannot wait. I know. When I is love that the first to come one. out in the fall? Novemberish. Okay. All right. If you're just joining us, Paul McGuire Grimes is in for Dawn today, which obviously means we're going to be relatively movie heavy because why not? We also know about Paul that he loves TV, so we're going to talk about TV. Maybe we'll, we should have done it like a next time you fill in. We need to do a Golden Girls segment where we just talk about our favorite Golden Girls episodes. I think we could prep that for like the last hour or something. The entire last Absolutely. hour. Sure. Might get on that theme song, please. I'm in it. Okay. <laughs> Do you like, uh, have you ever watched Golden Girls, Mike? Of course. Okay, all right. Well, you never know. I have, to be honest, oh, I haven't watched in a long time. Excuse me, please! I know! <laughs> I know! Well, I went well, from watching every night of my life Because it's on Hallmark and CMT. We usually switch over to CMT at midnight because we don't want to watch Frasier on Hallmark. So they'll play Golden Girls and Hallmark until midnight. Then we go to CMT because that's when they'll. And if they're not playing it there either, then we'll try on friends. I might start watching again this weekend. I have. I do the Hulu. Oh, so yeah. I just turn it on on Hulu and then it rolls. It just right. keeps rolling through the episodes. Yeah, we have to put the sleep timer on the TV in bed. Yeah, so that it's not. Well, otherwise, you're going to be up all night. Absolutely, Rose Island <laughs> lyrics, which we can totally do on this show. Oh, yeah, Blanche. Uh, who are you going to play the role of today? Well, I'm. I'm Rose. You're Rose. Aren't can we I ask all a Rose? dumb question? Yeah. See. You know, you're lying. Better than anyone (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is what you guys have to look forward to for three hours. Lucky you. Hey, but when we come back, our good friend Holly's got all the latest from Hollywood right here on MyTalkFordell.com. This is a MyTalk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood, it's Holly Roberts. Hey, let's talk a little casting news that is breaking this afternoon. Denzel Washington in final negotiations to join Ridley Scott's upcoming Gladiator sequel. Bring them on. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie already has a release date, as Hollywood is wont to do. It's due out Thanksgiving time, November 22nd, 2024. And uh, Paul Mescal, and forgive me for mispronouncing his name, uh, Barry Keogh. Coogan. Keoghan. Thank you. Both Academy Award nominated actors this past weekend. They have both signed on to this project. (laughs) And we got his name wrong on St. Patrick's Day. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, we're can't we're canceled. They're done. <laughs> Yeah, the the good Irish folk are uh, have given up on us. No, but that's good news. I mean, he's hot right now, right? He's very hot. Yes, and so is Paul Mescal. Very hot right now too. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't. If this deal would close, we don't really have any idea about who Denzel Washington would be playing. But look, Gladiator came out back in the year two thousand. Paramount betting on this that we're going to remember that movie. It, it made a half a billion dollars at the box office. Won five Oscars. So they're saying, hey, let's do it again. I'm here for it. I think it's time. Yeah, might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody entering a project, somebody exiting a project, Tyra Banks, leaving Dancing with the Stars after three seasons. This has been confirmed by Variety mm-hmm. because Tyra Banks talking to TMZ yesterday, cameras conveniently catching up with her, uh, revealing that she was fo- focusing on other businesses and she wants to produce TV. She doesn't really want to host anymore. I got feels about that. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> he just put on his, his chapstick as he says that. We'll talk about it later. Uh, yes. 145 is when Bradley and Paul McGuire Grimes are going to get into that. What I will say story. is I bet, and Mike, if you notice a blind item that references this story, you know, you might want to key, key in on that because... Something tells me there's more to the story than she just happened to be walking out of Whole Foods with some uh, ice cream toppings to do some R&D for her. I mean, it'd be very convenient that TMZ just happened to be outside this grocery store at the same time that Tyra Banks was walking out. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, look, I'm just carrying all this whipped cream and sprinkles. Why? She's like, I got chocolate (laughs) chips and oh, yes, I'm stepping down from my role in Dancing with the Stars. But didn't you maybe want to do like a press release? You wanted to do it at a at Whole a Foods? Health. Right. Mm-hmm. Just weird. Definitely we weird. You. We see you. All right. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift dropped some surprise songs uh, 11 o'clock local time last night on the eve of her first night of her Eras tour. Now, three of the songs part of Swift's massive re-recording undertaking, and one is an ever officially released track that was written during her lover era. So it is a good day if you are a Swifty. That would be Paul. Absolutely. In the room, I think he's the chief Swifty. Okay, yes. Paul. So, yeah. what's your what's your hot take? Have you had a chance to listen to They're any of these tracks? They're great songs. I had them on in the background a little bit ago, and I kind of forgot they were playing just because it was like nice background tunes. And she's a great songwriter. So Did I'm you get for... tickets? That's the sort of subject we'll talk oh, about it later. Oh. Where's my chapstick? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. No. Holly and I, we um, we sold our tickets on StubHub's. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't bucks. believe you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was all a money-making scheme. Yeah. No, which is a lie. No, we didn't even bother. <laughs> um, but we're happy for you. Yes. Uh, let's move on to uh, David Letterman, who was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, he's got a new interview show with Bono and the Edge that's making its debut on Disney+. Plus. So he's out and about. But he's making headlines today for calling out Mr. Tom Cruise, the savior of Hollywood, for skipping the Oscars. Even though he was nominated for a Best Picture Oscar for producing Top Gun Maverick. And single-handedly touted as the one man, which I think it was a little overhyped, but anyway, the one man who saved Hollywood by bringing everyone back into theaters this summer with Top Gun. An odd narrative because... 
not to play this card, but Spider-Man No Way Home did exceptionally well in theaters about six months prior. Now, maybe that was a lot of Marvel kiddos going numerous times. Still, and maybe Top butts Gun, and seats. Bots and seats, one of the biggest movies of all time, like Top Gun. But you'd think Top Tom Cruise would be there. And I don't believe for one second the other dumb narrative about him skipping so you didn't have to see Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Okay, please. That stop. is the that narrative is... that they put out to cover for the narrative that everyone else was talking about, a.k.a. anyone who's paying attention, that it's because he was concerned, at least if you believe the blind items, that Judd Apatow was writing jokes for Jimmy Kimmel, and right. that would lead to some criticism about Tom and Scientology. That's and he doesn't real... like to be in the room when when jokes those jokes are made. Yeah, like I get it, but like we we can be bigger than that and not be so fragile. Can we? Well, can where we? where Shelley? That's what I would like to <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know if Tom. Where was Cruise... Tom? Yeah, and where still is Shelley? Maybe at one point in time, Tom Cruise was trying to have a sense of humor about himself. See Tropic Thunder, yeah. but that movie came out 15 years ago. Oh my gosh! Just you're to make you, me. just I mean, to make you feel a certain way. I was still willing to cut him some slack when he did that space movie, which Oblivion. One? Oblivion. Oh. And you know that was just after he did the Rock, the Rock musical, Rock, rock of Ages, Ages Rock of Ages. Yeah. Like it, it, I was still, you know. Uh, we were concerned about the Scientology thing. There were some legitimate criticisms, but he still seemed like he was connected in a way. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, that Top Gun Maverick helped. Yeah. But him not showing up at the Oscars it's, certainly it was an didn't odd help. Optic, optics. Bad optics. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like you guys said, Tom Cruise has touted himself in the past several years as Hollywood savior back in 2020. Remember the video of Tom Cruise in London? Going around, getting super hyped to go watch the movie Tenant in the movie theaters. Yeah. And I think that Paramount should have maybe ridden this saved Hollywood narrative going into the Oscars and made him do appearances if they really want a Top Gun Maverick to go and win. Now, that's some just insider, how you go about winning an Oscar, yeah, how you go about driving a narrative. Well, Why didn't they have him on the press tour so much longer? Yeah, also, Tom. the interesting thing about Tom Cruise not showing up to the Oscars, among other things, is that he showed up to the Oscars nominee luncheon in February. Right. So by all means, it seemed like he was leaning into this nomination and supporting Top Gun Maverick publicly in that way. But, you know what, I'm kind of, I'm just jealous because this week he was at Michael Caine's 90th birthday party Uh, in London. Where was your ticket, Holly? (sighs) You should have got a press pass. You should have. I thought about you. Somebody, one of the actresses uh, talked about being there and had a great time. And I thought, oh, I bet Holly's really bummed she didn't get to go. I really am. I really, really am. Let's talk more casting news. Daisy Edgar Jones is Mm. set to star in Twisters. The sequel to the 1996 movie Not just Twister. One, two, two Twisters. Look, they're gonna they're there are two, and then they're gonna combine into this giant mega Twister. Twister, I mean, Cruise Twister. I mean, yeah. I have no idea if that's. She's a good happen. actor. She was in Where the Crawdads Sing. If anyone saw that, that she was in that. I did not see that movie. I do wonder if films like this are gonna lose their appeal in theaters because it used to be. That a movie about mega tornadoes seems so absurd that we'd have fun sitting in theaters and watching about something that there is no earthly way this could possibly ever happen. Hello, welcome versus to climate 2023 <laughs> when we're all like experiencing mega 
tornadoes on a da- on a daily basis or mega weather events. I just wonder if people are like, yeah, I want to go see some more of what's likely to happen next year. You know, on the same level, there's a new show on uh, Apple TV Plus today called Extrapolations that is all about climate change over the course of like 30 years. It's good. I've seen like half of it and it's a good show. It is good. It didn't turn you off like, oh, I don't want to think about this right now. No, um, what what each episode is basically like a different cast. Like it, you get, you meet the, all the central figures in the first episode, and then episode two is a couple years down the road, and it's a very individual story. And then episode three is even more time down the road, another completely different cast. Mm. So like each cast member is really only in one or two episodes. So that works for the good and the bad of the show. Fabulous. Hey, Holly. Yeah. You give us a very delicious dirt alert. Mm. Much for Paul and his uh, movie skills to uh, sink his teeth into. So thank you. You're welcome. And you can hear Holly every day on the morning show, of course, and every day on our dirt alert at 1215 right here on My Talk 1071. When we come back, Mike has juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. We call them maligned items. We'll be right back. Entertainment. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Alight. You know Alight as an organization that's based right here in the Twin Cities, but spreading out across the globe to help those displaced for a number of reasons. And, you know, we just talked about climate change and the effects that climate change have on people. Those effects are being felt by people in and throughout East Africa currently with historic droughts. And those historic droughts have led to famine, hunger on a level that we have not seen in decades. Because of that, Alight's teams on the ground are helping folks where they need it, get access to all of the things you would, you and I both would hope were available to us should we find ourselves in a similar position. Access to clean water, food, and shelter, and so much more. And that's just a small part of the very uh, broad, expansive work Alight is doing around the world. Head to wearealight.org today, and thank you. If you aren't actually outside. Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley. Dawn will be back on Monday. Paul McGuire Grimes in for the fun. And uh, this is where we let Mike loose in the world of blind items. A scary world it is, but I will do my best for you. We'll start off with this one. Uh, and I did find a couple of little leftover Oscar ones, so I'll try Good. to uh, we'll try to focus on some of those. Uh, the former Disney actress turned B-plus list actress who does an A-plus list job at hosting did say as uh, she passed by her ex the other night that she low-key flipped him off, but wow. that was it. I got this. <laughs> what is it? Vanessa Hudgens. Yep. Flip it off, Austin she... Butler. Yep. Oh, look at her. Wow. Good well job. Done, I yeah. You want to put your chapstick on? <laughs> you better believe it. Come <laughs> on, cross to cross. Uh, that again, okay, you filled it in perfectly there, but Vanessa Hudgens, of course, was hosting that pre-show and uh, apparently walked by Austin uh, Butler, her ex, and Loki flipped him off. Wow. But that was it. That I was believe that. Yeah. I believe that. According to her. Let's do another one. Young love. All right. It certainly isn't a coincidence that when the one-named actress needed a boost of positive publicity, then all of a sudden there are photos of her and the superhero. Oh, she it. was being called out for being rude and causing a person to quit his lifetime or his lifelong job. And then, boom, here are a bunch of photos to distract the masses. Zendaya and Tom Holland. Oh, my 
my and how God. about the what happened to this person though? Oh, yeah, that's also a person we can talk about. So that's the third part of the blind. What item. was? The, how did they describe that? They person? were described as uh, she was called. Uh, she was being called out for being rude and causing a person to quit his lifelong job. Was it like a server? Nope. Oh, we know this it, person. You, I believe. Yeah, you should know the person. I mean, somebody I think you quit might. their lifelong job like because they're of no Zendaya? longer actors. Somebody who was it, it, they were tied to Zendaya for a different reason. Oh, hello, um, tied to Zendaya it's, for a different reason. Like, sh- like they worked dating? for her. She, uh, kind of. She was a client of theirs. Oh, 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 oh publicist. Fa- yes, no, no. Like they're they're des- the designer. The stylist. Yep. That was like, I'm quitting. I don't like the politics. I don't like everyone's driving me crazy. Y'all are fake. He had this. Tell me more. Okay. First of all, fill in the blanks, and then I want to hear the story. Yeah, the blanks, and you you hit the rest of it right there. But uh, it isn't coincidence that after Zendaya had some uh, needed some positive publicity, she was looking bad because this news broke, and this was like uh, early in the day yesterday, or even late two days ago. It came out that uh, Law Roach was going to quit as his uh, as her uh, fashion designer, and then just retire altogether. And when that announcement came out, uh, all these pictures of Zendaya and uh, Tom Holland in London also happened to surface. Oh. So she needed a little positivity switch. So Got it. Her and her when I typed in Zendaya, I'm seeing Tom Holland and Zendaya. Yep. Proof Zendaya is already close with Tom Holland's family. Tom yep. Holland and Zendaya look loved up. Hollywood star went unnoticed to wait rose in to wait rose, but boyfriend Tom Holland causes a stir. Publationship. Two Sorry. days two <laughs> days earlier. That's been the rumor all oh, along yeah, is that this was a publationship. Who knows what's really going on? Well, there was a period of time where the blind item suggested that they were not a thing any longer. So that clearly has changed, or at least the the need for them to appear in public together has become right. more important yeah we've hit it nt lawyers trying really hard to get austin butler and zendaya together so every time they can kind uh, of get that uh, anytime there's pictures of the two of them i believe it wasn't the oscars it was an event prior to that i think they were kind of just hanging out all night long and they're like oh there's a reason why even though she's he's with kaya gerber so yeah. i i don't know and they're all they're going to be together well they would have been on the set of dune together correct exactly yeah. yes and apparently another spider-man's coming down the road spider-man 4 I can't keep track of all that. Oh, I'll, the Tom I'll Holland yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, is that is that the real Spider Man? Because isn't there like an alternate Spider Man? I mean, there's a multiverse for court, of course. Yeah. Okay. Are you Spider Man? I am not in Spider-Man. any of those multiverses. I, oh, I wish. I think he could be. Okay. Oh. He feels like. Yeah. I feel like after watching everything everywhere all at once, there's a Spider Man version of me out there somewhere. For sure. Yeah. yeah. With like you know kielbasa fingers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I already have sausage fingers. <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's do another it. blind item. Blinded by the item. All right. It was just like the old times when the parents of this illiterate actress try uh, trying to sell stories to tabloids about life events of the actress. So just uh, this week, it was just like old times with the parents of the illiterate actress trying to sell stories to the tabloids about the life event for said actress. Oh, my gosh. So an illiterate actress, foreign born, did you say? Never said that. Nope. No, didn't say that at all. Okay, so. And she's got famous parents that she talks about. Are her about. parents actors? No. Singers? No. Uh, reality people? Her par- Yes. And oh, they are reality people because of said actress. So is it like a, it's not a Hadid. And it's not a Hamlin. Uh, 
Yeah, because their parents are actors. Yeah. So then, what kind of actress? Um, Movie, TV? Uh, most recently, streamer. A streamer. Um, a streaming, a literate actress. Uh, are we talking someone younger, like in her 20s, 30s? Uh, 30s. Mid-30s. Mm. Bigger, the- bigger when they were younger. Oh. Okay. Bigger when they were younger. Hence the reason why it was like old times when their parents were chatting with the tabloids. Oh, it's so obvious. Oh, well, then what is it? Lindsay Lohan. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There you go. Because mom and dad are talking about the baby. Oh, I just saw right. that article yesterday. Your friend has your best friend in college. I know Dina Lohan. Honey, are you not listening? (laughs) We're friends on Facebook. Oh, remember? Well, there was a period when Colleen and I literally had a Facebook relationship with Dina and her boyfriend, who she'd never met in person. It's a long story, but he liked to make uh, meat and would post about it on Facebook. Anyway, fill in the blanks. The blanks are. It was just like old times with the parents of Lindsay Lohan trying to sell stories to tabloids about Lindsay Lohan being pregnant. I would not have gotten there. I'm not surprised. I mean, they probably make some money. Yeah. You know, Mm. and Lindsay's probably fine. Go make some money. And remember about 10, 15 years ago, there was controversy about the fact that they obviously were just using the fame of their children to... Oh, well, we had them on our show. Yes. Both of them. (laughs) Mostly her dad would come on our show because her dad had the same uh, representation as Farrah Abraham right. oh. and mom and more. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. All right, let's <laughs> do another one. Let's do another one. God, that's Blinded uh, This one's quick and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't always like these ones. But this Oscar-winning actress, is also, who has also been in superhero movies, she and her husband are getting divorced. Oscar-winning actress who does superhero movies. Would that be a, a Oscar-winning? Okay, that's not who I was thinking of. Oscar-winning actress who has also been in superhero movies. Not like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not ScarJo because she's not won an Oscar. Correct. That was one of the big names that came up, but uh, no, it was not. Her. There's uh, like three people this has come down to, but oh. we've kind of got it. Uh, it seems like they've got it honed into one. Is she blonde? Yep. Is she married to that Saturday Night Live guy? Did no, they get married? That's Scar Joe and Colin Joe. Oh, Scar no, Joe. No, no. That's why I was thinking of her. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, blonde. Are they a Marvel? Uh, the Oh! Yes. Oh! She's not really well known for her superheroes. It's sort of she's like been she's in been in the movies. And her name, she's with uh, Keith Urban. No. Oh! So it's not Nicole Kidman. I thought that, for sure. That was one of the three people it was down to. Um, but, I mean, they were just literally tongue, t- 
hung. Yeah, I don't see them the divorcing. Oscar okay. floating in what? I was saying they were literally yeah. on the Oscar like champagne carpet with their tongue down each other's throats. That Remember that picture? Yes. Me. Yes. I, just, I, I didn't they know were where the tongue was going, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> and it's 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 not a Reese. It's not, it's not. a... Um, Zoe Saldana. She didn't win an Oscar, though. She's in a super, so she's not a superhero. Yeah, that's the one key distinction. That's why I've kind of been able to... Uh, God. To I'm get like, to this really? other person. Does she play an actual superhero in the movie? No, she's like a, probably a mom or a reporter or something. She, she um, at one point, kind of does. She's like the... <laughs> like the most iconic scene of any movie that ever happened at the end of Endgame, when they all kind of come together and are all superheroes at that one moment. She happens to show up in a suit. Oh, it's not Gal Gadot. Wrong universe. Um, she shows up in a suit, right? Because suit? at Endgame, I'm really. It's not Michelle Pfeiffer because she hasn't won an Oscar. No, I don't believe it's Brie Larson because she's not married. Yeah, you need to she, figure this out, Paul. I know my Endgame. How <laughs> well, and also just uh, if anyone's going to save she us, comes into be our superhero, Gwyneth Paul. Paltrow. Here come the goofballs. Oh, you got, you got it. it! It took me long enough. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. She of course was Piper. Did Panda tweet oh, us? No, I didn't look. She probably oh. Panda probably did. I didn't look. I'm trying not to cheat. She's of course Piper Potts, who's the yes. assistant, then turned Pepper wife. Potts. Pepper Potts. Excuse me, I apologize. Yes, yes she is of uh, of Iron Man, and uh, according to this uh, blind item, her and her hubby are uh, not doing well. Brad Falchuk. Goop doesn't even remember which Marvel movie she's in. So how yeah. do we remember Much which like one any other in. movies she was in because she's right. too busy doing her and ayahuasca like ozone eggs. in the butt cleanse. And she doesn't want to act. She was just telling someone that she has zero interest in acting right now. And it's very different than when she was Because it up. serves her right now. Until right. she has a movie, then it'll be, you know, then acting will like be this. the very specific part that she wants. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Mike. I could do blind items all day, honestly, and, uh, they're that much fun. But when we come back, Paul, because you're here, I thought we could talk about a story. Um, it's weird. It's really weird, but it involves gay mice. (laughs) Okay. And I think if if anyone's qualified to talk about it, it's us. We're talking about gay mice when we return right here on my Gay mice! They're having babies, Paul. Oh, cute. Good afternoon and welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. That Paul is Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies.com and so much more. We'll hear about later in the show. But now, Paul. Bradley. It turns out gay mice can have babies. Why? Because. It's true. Well, okay, not totally true. Right, Gus is going to be happy about this. It makes for a great headline. Absolutely. So baby mice from two male parents have uh, successfully been brought into this world. And I thought we could talk about this because, well, you know, um, you just know, here's what I really know. People are going to talk about this story and they're going to make a lot of hay about it. So it's important, I think, to know what the actual story is. Because you can just hear people say, gay gay mice can have babies, what's next? (sighs) I can't even with those people. They'll want to get gay married, those mice. (laughs) Right. But here's the actual story. Japanese scientists have created eggs 
from the cells of male mice and produced healthy pups. I don't even know how that's possible. I don't either. And there was a graphic and everything. And I still couldn't understand it. I was like, but wait, how did it? What's the egg from? Right. Because you need an egg. I mean, it's fascinating. When you think about like genetics and like. It's a fascinating science that is just so hard to understand. No, it truly is. But here's what it doesn't say. And this is where I think people are going to see headlines and then they're going to make this like extension. Um, but I, I also just thought we could talk about that because as somebody uh, who is a parent yes, uh, and who also identifies as gay, this would potentially make people think, or I should say it'll make people think, this story will, that to or a same-sex couple could have a child in a way biologically that was before not a possibility. Correct. But before we get to that possibility, there's going to be a lot of science that needs to happen. So just because they were able to do this with male mice does not mean that like in six months, you know, two gay men can go make a biological child. It's very hard to do that. Yeah, it's very hard, and the science is such that um, it will take many, many years. This is very early on. And also, as I was reading about it, it wasn't very successful. Like, they finally made it happen, but it took, like, hundreds of uh, putting these these manipulated eggs into a bunch of mice before any took and any were successful at being born. Here's my question about the writing of the article and this is not this has nothing to do with science, but yeah. why even bring up the possibility of doing this in humans if it is so far off, if mm-hmm. it is not even remotely close? Why even bring that up? Because now you're just kind of stirring the pot. Yeah. Like, yeah, people will question, oh, does that mean that humans are next? Okay, slow your roll. And you know that people are going to just grab a headline and then run with it because that's yeah. the culture that we live in. So why even bring up? Well, possi- just talk about what this science is and be done with it. Exactly. But don't you imagine that people are like, if we talked about, hey, so we got these two mice, these two male mice, and we did the XY chromosome splitting with uh, fabulous tech science words, lots of big science words. People wouldn't read these stories, but now you have everybody reading these stories. The problem is some of the people reading those stories are going to take it and run with it, to your point. Some of them trolls. So and you're calling homophobes. this clickbait. Yes, it's absolutely clickbait. Right. But that's why I thought it was important to talk about, because now if you guys listening hear this story, you can say, well, actually, yeah, potentially someday that could mean that same sex couples. And how amazing would that be to add that to your options of becoming a parent? Yes, that would be great to have even more options. I just think about the journey that my husband and I went on and how long that journey was, how expensive that journey was and how it's a very... Um, you have to know what you're doing going in and it can't just be like open door number one and then you open door number two of options and then you open door number three of options because they all come with their own journeys, their own dollar amounts, their own, it won't work, it won't happen. And it's, it's very mind numbing at times. Yeah. Well, and I think you can speak to this, you know, more than most. So that continue to speak a little bit about Mm. that journey because some of our audience may not know how long and how difficult that journey was for you guys. Yeah. So my husband and I um, are now parents. We have a baby girl and we started this process. Who is the most adorable child. Thank you. She's pretty amazing and brilliant. Um, 
we started this process like six years ago and we thought, oh, we were, we knew we wanted to do domestic adoption. And we thought, oh, people are going to love us. A mom will find us. This won't take very long. We met with an agency. We got in, you know, we went through all this, the channels. And then it took a very long time because you, you kind of have to figure out how, what, what do you, what are you looking for as a child? What, how do you want to, for lack of a better word, market yourself? Because there's a lot of putting yourself out there so that a mom can find you, so that birth parents could find you. Yeah. Um, to do that. And, people in this journey come at it from very different ways of life and for different reasons. And that was so eye opening. but we knew that this was the track that would work best for our life. Um, and even when it was going slower, we thought, is this ever going to happen? Um, we, people would ask us, Hey, have you thought about surrogacy? Yes. Have you thought about international? Yes. We literally thought about everything. And that doesn't mean that that route or that track would also be successful. Yeah. You know, and it it's, presents each one presents its own unique challenges. Absolutely. So, Long story short, six years later, we finally um, were, uh, we became dads. I don't want to go into the full story, yeah, but no, basically no. we got a phone call one night. Yeah. Um, we were sitting down having our Chipotle. It was just a standard Wednesday. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then our social worker called us saying, hey, baby girl is born. Would you like to be her dad's? And we read over, we learned about a baby girl and her parents, and we said yes. That was on a Wednesday. On Thursday, we both took off work, met our daughter at the hospital, and brought her home that night with literally no warning. So, like, our, well, I mean, I you mean, literally, 24 hour notice. I, I uh, it, <laughs> it, it blows my mind. And the love that you both showed up with, I mean, you know, the fact that you could bring that to the moment yes. is and so spectacular. Thank you. And something that we feel very privileged about that we could do that, that on a moment's notice, my husband could go to Target that night, do supermarket sweep, put everything <laughs> in the cart. It's so crazy. Come like, home. like just add water. Yeah. Instant, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not we, instant, but like that in that moment, you can appreciate the urgency that. Because you think, uh, how can we be dads? What is happening? We literally had to like learn overnight. Yes, we've had educational courses and we've talked to everyone and there is that but the only yeah thing you had have... years to prepare but also not really right and it's not like you can stock your house full of baby stuff knowing will this ever get used will will we just be looking at a nursery that's set up for years so then she was born and we're like here we go so we both had to like turn our life around and it's been this amazing journey and we, she is just incredible and she makes you she turns your day around you could have the worst day of your life and then you see her smile at you or giggle at you, mm. and it's like everything is better. It's fabulous. Thank you. Well, Paul, when we come back, we're going to turn uh, the corner a teeny bit so we can talk about some food. Yes. Um, I would like to get angry. Please do. But I also want to celebrate a guy who's suing <laughs> somebody for calling uh, chicken nuggets boneless wings. And I'll Where tell did you that why. start? Well, Let's, we got a bone to pick. We got a, hey, or hey. don't. <laughs>